Hi, welcome to Collage Identities. I am your host, Sipumelele, and welcome to another episode. Um, today, we are talking about narratives and identity. Um, I think I am doing a series, even though I didn't intend on doing so, but I'm definitely carrying on on this idea of um you know making terrible decisions and then kind of thinking about the toxic ways of thinking that get us into um situations where we end up making horrible decisions and today i'm just exploring um more of what i talked about in terms of looking at other people and making decisions based on other people's lives and experiences um so yeah this is identity and fighting narratives enjoy So I don't have like a long list of notes like I did um, the last long episode I recorded. So um, you can exhale. Um, but um, I just wanted to talk about something that occurred to me very quickly after talking about bad decisions and identity and and particularly that second point I I discussed so I was talking about how we we come to um to make bad decisions at, that you know make us feel bad about who we are and then I spoke about how we make bad decisions um from either betraying ourselves or um being envious of other people or just not doing like a thorough self inquiry and not really being clear on what we want um and then i i thought about it um i even listened to the episode cuz i was just worried it was so long and what came to me as i was listening to um the discussion on the second point about envy and i was talking about how um some of the decisions that i have made in my life were um made out of looking at other people's lives looking at my friends lives and thinking i want the same thing and and feeling entitled to the same thing or just wanting to prove that i can also um do the same thing as them and then i i started thinking um about narratives um and what and what kind of narrative i was i was trying to fit into or rather what kind of narrative i was trying to um situate my life in so um i was i i think if i can maybe just start at the end and then i'll i'll you know i'll i'll maybe unpack this also this is what happens when you don't make notes and then you don't have like a clear kind of way of of going about your arguments so I'm really sorry for that but I am I'm quite clear on what I want to say it just might take me um you know going over and under and and going there to come back here but basically what I realized was that I was trying to prove that someone like me so um I wanted to I thought I was going to be pursuing master studies this year and that was because I had seen a lot of my friends doing it and I I felt like I was I had you know a, a good enough academic record and I was able um to to pursue that path as well looking at at them and how they um and how and how they were living and and you know the um just they how they had chosen to to structure their lives and the path they were following and I thought I wanted to do the same thing that I should do the same thing 
Um, but I, I think that firstly, I was so very desperate to prove that someone like me could also do um, what they were doing. I was desperate to prove that someone like me could also do a master's and also be an academic or a scholar and, and, and potentially also a professor or a lecturer or just um, yeah, a scholar of some sort. Um, I don't I don't know if I've I've discussed my background kind of in depth in in previous episodes but I've been raised um in a single parent household my parents got divorced when I was 10 and that was the best decision that my mom could have made for us so my mother um initiated the divorce um but because my father was and is still battling um alcoholism and my mother took my sister and I, I have one sister who is nine years older than me. Um, my mother took my sister and I, at the time it was 2008, and she she brought us um, to live in a different town. Um, we're about half an hour to 45 minutes away from the town that we were born in. And she moved us away and she um, filed for divorce against my dad and it passed. And she's been um, on her own these last I think it's been over 10 years that we've been here, something like 14 years. Yes, we've even, we, we used to live, um, my mom quickly bought a house when we moved here. So we were renting for a little while and then we, and she bought um, a house that was very small, but it was on a big plot. And then um, about six years ago, we like built an entirely new house. So, so much has happened. Like we've had a whole life since the divorce. Um, but so that's my background. My mother is a nurse. Um, so we're not, we're not rich, not by any, um, means we're, but we are very comfortable. And that's because my sister and I have such a large gap. So when I was in high school, my sister was already working and, and not dependent on my mom anymore. And so that made things so much easier because my mom has really just been supporting me um, for these last few years. And so we are quite comfortable and, and, and we, we don't, um, well, let me just say some people have it way harder than we do. So I, I'm not going to sit here and, and really pretend to be super disadvantaged, but we're also not rich. Um, so we're, we're also, I mean, my mom is a nurse, so it, we don't have a lot, a lot, and that's okay. Um, and that's all right. And, and the community that we live in is very kind of lower middle class. So it's nurses, um, teachers and, and all of that, just like government workers. So we're, we're not, um, we're also not living with like people who are, who are much poorer or who are well off. We, we just kind of live around people who are the same, um, as us. And in saying that, I want to explain to you that from where I live and, and the people in my community and our family friends and our church friends, I don't know a lot of professors. I don't know a lot of academics. I don't know a lot of scholars. In fact, I know none. Like, I don't know anyone from here, from around the never mind the neighborhood but like from this town who's like an academic or who's a scholar or who went and did their master's and a PhD after that or who works in an academic institution I've never known anything like that and and when I decided to study my master's um part of the part of the narrative that I was 
structuring was I maybe I could be um not only the person in my community who educates them just about the you know the possibilities within academia but like my my thinking was also that maybe I could just pursue this entirely different thing um and prove not only to my community and our neighbors but also prove to people who are much richer than I am prove to um my friends at university that even someone like me could study a masters and i think even underneath that was perhaps me trying to sell that idea to myself so i was trying to um to to prove to myself that i could also have that kind of career and that kind of lifestyle that i have never seen um in the context that i grew up in i was you know it's like some women i was listening to another podcast and I think that actually gave me inspiration to talk about the idea of, you know, um narratives and identity. She was talking about how um she was she struggled with her identity at some point because she felt like a failure because she was working um and not doing some of the other things that she wanted to do and she wanted to kind of fight the narrative that you can't have the career and the great family or you can't have um a great family and a great career and like a good side hustle or whatever so you can't have all the things and she felt so powerless because she wanted to fight that narrative and to prove it wrong and to be like yes you can have a career and still have a great family and still have a thriving side hustle um and i think i was also um in my own way and in the way that i was making decisions trying to negate some narratives and to make and to prove that they were not true like um not a lot of people who come from lower middle class um families and communities end up going the academia route because most of us can't afford to study for that long um on the support of our parents we have to get a job and i was trying to prove that that's not the case for me and that that doesn't apply for everyone from my kind of community i was trying to prove that i could also even coming from um the kind of family that i come from from a single um parent household um being raised by a nurse that i could also be an academic that i could also be a scholar even though such um career um paths or doing that kind of thing is mostly common amongst children of 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 parents who are already academics or just in more kind of affluent communities and and contexts and so i was really desperate to prove that even someone like me could be that and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean if you think about um people who've done really amazing things from scientists and um and writers to artists um actors and and musicians who've really come from situations or contexts that did not that did not encourage them to follow those those certain paths and they did and they did well and they proved everyone wrong like they showed that you don't have to come from you don't have to be born by a musician to be a musician for example i can't think of 
a great example now and um for the fear of making a really terrible example i'll just not um but i'm sure you can think of someone who who did something that they didn't see in their community i mean we we hear of these people in the news and and we read about them all the time and i just i think i wanted to be that as well and i was so desperate to 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 really just do something um that is not common in my community, but to also prove to the outside world that I could follow this career path, even though my background didn't necessarily um, predicate following that that career, or even if I didn't come from a background that made it the obvious choice for me to be a scholar or be an academic. And I and I just wanted to 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 be out there and be like yeah you can also be an academic and be a lecturer or a professor even though you um you were raised by a nurse in a single household um in a single parent household and and you know not always affording everything um, so there's this series i don't know if you've um you may not have heard of it, it it's not it, it's not very famous but it did really well it's called pen 15 i think it's from 2019 i've only seen two seasons i don't know there may be um more but um it's a really i've been enjoying it so much and in the in the one episode without giving too much away in the second season um one of the main characters um and she's still a child so you know um, it's it's so strange that I could I don't know if I should be embarrassed that I relate to that when I'm um twenty four years old, but um so this um this teenager is 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 just coming to terms or starting to see that she's not as rich as her friends from school, but in the in the realization of that she's so desperate to deny it and to prove that to prove it as false, um she wants to she wants it to not be the case she she doesn't want to be um poor as opposed to or in comparison to the people she goes to school with that she tries to buy this very expensive gift for um one of her of her classmates to prove that she's not poor and she goes through the most um convincing her parents that she really needs to buy this gift for this classmate and then when she presents the gift it's it doesn't go so well and then she just comes to the realization that it's not worth it and she obviously then you know learns and 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 tries to rectify that but i think in the same way i was also going through the most to prove that i could be this thing even though it it wasn't really possible for me um i was trying to manipulate so many things i got a scholarship which you know is is not uncommon a lot of people do that to study even rich people um but it was it was obvious that the scholarship wasn't enough for me and that's because i would have still needed support from my mom and we're just not so comfortable that she can keep supporting me financially um it's actually going to make things so much easier for our family and we need it for me to get a job um but i was so desperate to prove that that's not the case i was so desperate to prove that i could also um study and still live in a very nice apartment and and be very comfortable and and just not have i was so desperate to to prove that i don't have money issues that we have so much money and i think even in that desperation i was even blocking out um the fact that my mom is she's not struggling but she's been certainly kind of really um 
working hard to make sure that we have everything we need, that I have everything I need. And I wasn't willing to look at that. And it was only when I started to entertain um, the idea that maybe studying is not right for me, that I suddenly started to see all the reasons why it actually is not right for me. And that it, it for me, it would just derail me and it would really pull my, my family back, my mother and I back financially. Um, but before then, I wasn't willing to even confront the truth that, you know, financially just it wasn't doing a master's wasn't working for me. Instead, I was willing to do anything to just pretend like I was like my friends and it could be possible for me too. And I think in in an even um, larger context, I was also trying to fight another narrative about black girls in South Africa and what is possible for us. And I wanted to, to um, I didn't want to be another black woman working really hard at a job she doesn't like, but because she needs the money. And I wanted to prove that narrative as false in my life. And I wanted to be the one black girl who, or not the one black girl, but just another black girl who's who's doing something because she really enjoys it and it's fun and it's not difficult and my life is not so labored and and has so many expectations and responsibilities and i was trying to fight that like um poor and hard-working black woman black girl narrative i was trying to prove that i'm not one of those people who have to work really hard who really um who need who need money and who can't afford to focus on on their passions and it's again it 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 feels now and I'm not I don't want to blame myself or be too hard on myself but it feels so crazy now because it's not it's not a terrible thing so many people and not just even black women and black people but so many people white people in South Africa and all over the world um are every day making decisions that will help them to do better financially and those decisions are sometimes moving a little bit away from the things that they're passionate about or things that are slightly easier and have to go for things that are more complicated or take you know, more of their time in order to to make more money and to be more comfortable because they need it. And I was, and I, I just had such an aversion to that story. I was just like, I don't want to be another struggling black person in South Africa. I just want to prove that I can, I can afford to not have a job and just study and study for as long as I want. And I, and I wanted to deny that narrative and I wanted to deny being a part of that group. And I don't know why yet. Um, I'll let you know. I'll, I I think we'll yeah we'll probably keep talking about this and and I think it's it's really um exciting for me and and hopefully for you to I don't know what I'm picking at here and and the more I talk about it you know I keep seeing more underneath so I pick up the rock and there's like more things underneath and 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 as I look closer it's like you know a whole yeah, it, it's just like picking up a rock and finding this whole community of, of living organisms and moss and all of that. And I'm just looking at all these individual things that have been under this this rock. Um, for me, this, this denial 
about my family and and our situation and wanting to to present a different narrative or wanting my life to follow a different trajectory to to prove certain narratives wrong or to prove that they don't apply to me and so yeah i um and i wonder in 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 how in how many ways that it plays out because in my life and in and in the example I gave of of the character in the series I'm watching it has to do with money and I wonder if it plays out in other in other situations as well or in other contexts where we sometimes get so desperate to prove that that's not the case for us um I think of those people who will be so intolerant of religious or spiritual people who are so desperate to um to 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 prove the the um the there's no god or there's no spirituality narrative and and how desperate sometimes we'll be to to prove certain things false and we completely block off some of the things that are staring us right in the face you know that are contrary to the narrative that we want to believe and and how i don't know and i wonder what you know the level of I don't know if I want to say toxicity or just the level of struggle in in the burden of proving narratives false of of denying certain narratives and I was doing that and I cannot even explain to you as as difficult as you know backing out of something is I cannot explain to you how relieved and how suddenly I feel like I'm coming home to myself that I've now that I've decided I'm not studying I'm really just going to focus on my career and working and improving and and becoming financially independent to make things easier on my mom and it feels so right and it feels true it, you know it's just me looking at my life in the face and doing the thing that I need I'm doing what is right for me and it feels so good just like narratives aside and agendas aside and and you know how people look at me and worrying about that pushed aside and really just thinking about right now what is good for me and it it's just been so liberating and so yeah i i just wanted to quickly do a bit on that on how desperate we can get um to prove that our identity is not something but is something else how we can i don't know it's like picking i don't know like picking like a pigeonhole or something if someone said you can put your identity in any one of these pigeonholes and it's like we all rush to put ourselves in in we all want to be something we all have that ideal self we all have the thing that we would rather be and i just feel like sometimes we get so desperate to put our identity under a specific narrative and it's and it's just not re- it's not true it's not good for us it's not it's not what's right for us it's not the truth for our identity and our lives but we just have this ideal that you know it just looks so good and it sounds so good and we'll get so desperate to to be categorized as that it's like i don't know like when you were in school and you were playing in teams and you know there's always that one person that everyone wants to be in their team or you want them to be in your team and sometimes we get so desperate to be in a particular team 
that we will go through the most just to be on that side, just to play for that side, just to wear the black shirt and not the red shirt, you know, or, or whatever. And we'll be so desperate to, to be in that camp that will deny and block off so many things and do so much manipulating and strong arming to be on that team, to be on that side. And it's exhausting. Um, and I think that's when we also do a lot of things that we don't care about. Um, just because, you know, I'm not really passionate about this and I don't really care too much for this, but I know that if I do this, it will put me there or it will, it will make me this. And, and, and another podcaster was talking about how people will pursue degree after degree after degree um, to because they've seen someone else do it or because they just want to um to be one of those people um to to identify as that group or as that profession or as that industry and we really get and and it becomes so important to us and it becomes such an identity um urgency that we get that certification that we get that job that we live in that house that we live in that neighborhood because then it will mean that we are this person we put so much of of our identity in these things and in these categories and in these narratives. And then we try so hard to make everything fit the narrative. Otherwise, you know, then we're not in that narrative. And then we just feel like, oh, if I'm not that person, if that if that story is not my story, you know, something is not right. And so, yeah, I um, I just wanted to share a little bit on that, on on the desperation to to categorize our identity and to put our identity in certain um, narratives and in, in certain narrative pigeonholes. And, and at the end of the day, just in conclusion, that's all it is at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's pigeonholes. Like how I was trying to go into academia, it's just a pigeonhole in the, in the end. It's just one of the slots. There's also so many other things. Um, that, but my what I'm trying to say is you're just pigeonholing yourself at the end of the day you're just trying to put yourself in a certain category meanwhile you can be so many other things like just because I'm not an academic doesn't mean that I don't get to write anymore or get to do research or get to um contribute um writing and research in, in, in to the world in in any way I I just need to do it in other formats but it doesn't necessarily mean that now I have to shut off the part about myself that is very curious and very um, academic. I can just explore it in a different way. I don't necessarily have to pigeon my, my, pigeonhole myself in, into academia. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, those narratives are just narratives. They're just categories. And, and life is, it, it can be so much more without having to be in those boxes because that's what it is at the end of the day it's just boxes you're just boxing yourself it can look like a very shiny shiny box but a box is a box at the end of the day and that's what most of these narratives are they're just pigeonholes all right 
Alrighty, and that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And again, I just want to emphasize um, if you want to get in touch with me or you just have an opinion about the show, um, good or bad, I would really love to um, hear from you. So my email is in the um, show notes or the show description. I'm not sure, but it's sipumelele, S-I-P-H-U-M-E-L-E dot G-U-M-E-D-E at iCloud.com, sipumelele.gumede at iCloud.com. Um, I would really love your feedback. I am obviously still working on the podcast. Um, I don't actually have podcast editing software if that exists. Um, I use Anchor. So that's about as far as um, I go in terms of editing my podcast. And I'm still trying to get a proper microphone and everything. So I know all of that stuff is a bit shaky. Um, but I would love some feedback on the content, on um, the structure of the of the podcast I know they tend to just kind of um, be you know it, it can get monotonous listening to one voice and so again if you would like to be part of the show I would also love to hear from you so yes please get in touch with me um, I would just love to know if there's anyone out there who's been um, tuning in consistently to our last four episodes Um, i know it's not a lot but if you have been with me um and have heard everything and you're really kind of interested in where this could go and you're invested i would love to know if you've got anything that you want to um share with me or anything that you want to kind of just um vocalize about the show and and what i am trying to talk about and kind of get into here which is just you know identity i i also know that it it can be maybe challenging for some people because it's coming from a very specific position i mean i am black and female and that's important to me and south african that's important to me and so um if you are maybe um wanting me to kind of go wider in my range of topics or just kind of wider in in what i speak about that is also welcome but um yeah just the point is i would love to hear from you so um please get in touch send me a mail and obviously um please rate me as well on wherever you listen to your podcast on apple um podcasts or or spotify i think you can also rate um podcasts but yeah just please um um get in touch with me or just like interact with the show it would really it would help me a lot i'm really serious about this and i'm just wondering if i'm actually building community so i would love Um, to hear from you but anyway that's a very long goodbye but yes I will speak to you again next week I might put out something again in the middle of the week but um yeah otherwise until next Monday cheers